0: Hello and welcome back to the Think to Win podcast. I am Burke O'Day here again with Sam Lucy. Hello, Sam. Hi, Burke. How are you doing? Good. I'm excited. This is gonna be a, a good episode. It might be a little bit of a of a dark one, but um, today we're gonna to talk about the negatives of social media. We're gonna continue off of our last episode, and before we talked about um we talked about the positives and we had recently watched the Social Dilemma documentary and it was eye-opening to say the least. And last episode talked about the positives of social media, today we're going to talk about the negatives and you know, there are <laughs> quite a few of them, but we're going to just talk about a, a couple of them today. Sound good with you?
1: That sounds fine and anyway, we're going to talk about more of them next time, yeah. you have mine. Yeah, yeah. All right, in order to, uh, to frame this, I think I should go back and give some background, okay? Am I, uh, I am a student of history. I used to teach social studies, economics, political science, history, so forth, sociology. And, uh, and this is I have a deep interest in this one. I'm going to go back to a guy named Abraham Lincoln. And you may recall he has a monument built to him on went into the mall in, in our capital. And uh, I think for good reason. Abe was a pretty smart guy. And uh, he, he had to uh, he made two statements that always stuck in my mind. One is a house divided against itself cannot stand. And then the second uh, um, concept that he, that he said, which I, I like it even better. He said, you can fool some of the people some of the time. You can even fool all of the people some of the times. But you can't fool all of the people all of the time. And that is exactly where we are right now. You can't fool all of the people all of the time, and some of us are waking up. And it won't be too long before a lot more of us will be waking up, and that's going to be a great thing. So with that in mind, uh, what do I mean by you can't fool all the people all the time? Two things. We have been a house divided against itself, which cannot stand. And if we stay this way, we're not going to stand. I watched The Social Dilemma. I was shocked to realize that I was drawn in with it just like everybody else. I thought I was above that, you know, with all I know about behavior and everything. And when I saw it, I said, and then I realized that I was sucked into it just like everybody else. Well, at the end of Social Dilemma, they asked one of the founders who created those, those platforms for the major tech companies, I'm not even going to bother naming them, but one of the founders who created those platforms, they said, well, click at a final question, what do you think, where do you think this is going? He stopped. He had this look, serious look on his face. He said, Civil War. Civil War. And if that doesn't wake you up, I don't know what will. And we're just a couple of days right here now away, f- away from an election. And a lot of people are wondering, is this going to be a normal presidential election or is it going to end up in some kind of civil strife? Okay, well, we don't know that. It'll be over. this today. It's Thursday. It'll be over next it'll- Election will be over next Tuesday, and then we'll see what happens after that. First time in my life, of, I'm seven three years old, where I could actually contemplate that maybe we won't have a peaceful transition of power should the president lose. Of course, if the president wins, there'll probably be protests, but it won't be anywhere near as severe as if the president loses because he's already in power. So, uh, that, so if he wins, there's no transition to worry about. If he doesn't win, then there is a transition. Okay, that is, uh, that's something, so... I'm going to go with this, all right? There are two institutions that I grew up in that we all grew up in as Americans, and the two institutions I'm talking about were capitalism and democracy. Capitalism and democracy. And I'm not going to soft pedal capitalism, all right? Capitalism is a system, okay, that allows people to achieve, it gives them an incentive to achieve and allows them to have the fruits of their labor. Now today it's very unpopular and very what uh, politically incorrect to say capitalism. Well, maybe it is for the world, but it's not for me. Capitalism is how we got one half of how we got where we are. The other institution is democracy. Well, democracy is a when a, when a collective group of people come together and give up some of their power uh, to to the group to the to the state, so to speak of right. Give up some of their power. And their hope is that when they give up that power to the state, that the state acts in their best interest. Well, what has happened with this this social dilemma just put the icing on the cake. They didn't start this. When this problem started, there wasn't even such a thing as an internet. But it's it's put it on steroids. So what that actually means is that the government that we have elected to protect our interest has been bought and paid for by capitalists who... uh, have gotten away with it and then the social media just just works right into it. So what what has actually happened? Uh, well, let me give you one more piece of information. There is a bill or a law called Citizens United. <laughs> Imagine the name, Citizens United. Okay? Citizens United basically says that corporations are people and therefore they have right freedom of speech under the 1st Amendment. And they can, they can put together what they call super PACs or whatever you want to call them, all right? And now they can put millions and millions of dollars behind the candidate who best supports their, their, their special interests. And this isn't just one party, it's both parties. Both parties are involved in Citizens United. Now one party might have probably one party probably pushed it, but the other one certainly didn't do anything about it when they get in power. So they both agree with it. In 1968, Richard Nixon was running, that was Watergate. Oh, wait a minute, I'm sorry, I I made a mistake there. It wasn't the election of 68, it was 72 with Watergate. And 68 uh, was when Richard Nixon got elected, and 72 is when he got re-elected. And I I just want to correct that right now. I remember it well because I was young then. And in Watergate, uh, Richard Nixon actually got, he actually resigned because he was going to be impeached with the criminality that went on in Watergate. I'll never forget that he spent $100 million in the election in 1968, which was ridiculously obscene. But today, I don't know what this election is going to cost between the presidency and the Congress and the Senate at the federal level. But I mean, $100 million is going to look like a penny. They're spending $100 million in one state in a couple of weeks trying to turn a state. So it shows you what has happened in politics from 1968 to 2020, the money has corrupted it. It has corrupted it to the nth degree. So why do intelligent people like us, we know most of us have a, at least a high school education, some of us have a little more, uh, all of us, almost all of us have been to public schools or possibly a private school. We've got you know, at least 10, 11 years of, of education even if we didn't. So how do us intelligent people you know, get to the point where the guy who had the google uh, who wrote the Google platform says we're, we're on the brink of a civil war if we keep going the way we're going how, do we, how does that happen it's not because we're stupid it's not because we're stupid it's because we're ignorant we don't understand and we don't understand is what's been happening to us. The two institutions of democracy and capitalism have to be defended and protected because as they are the two institutions that make life worth living now, Capitalism needs an oversight. It needs it needs a referee. Could you imagine a football game or hockey game without a referee? I imagine some of those players would probably get killed if there were no referees on the field. When people get all hyped up and they want to fight with each other in in a sporting event, well, imagine a sporting event without a referee. Well, that's what we have in our government. We have no referee. The government is supposed to be the referee. They're not refereeing anymore. They've been bought, paid for. And they've all been bought and paid for, I shouldn't say all, almost all been bought and paid for by somebody who who paid for their seat, and then in return for for paying them for their seat, they owe that special interest their vote. And that's what has happened. So, how does that play into this social media dilemma that we're talking about? It's very simple, okay? There's two things in the world, I say it practically in every blog and I'm going to, or every blog, every podcast, or if I'm writing a blog, I put it in there, or if I'm doing an interview, I'm going to say the same thing over and over and over again. There's two things in the world from this standpoint. There's something called facts and there's something called lies. Facts can be proven. Facts are universal law, like the law of gravity, H2O, the formula for water, et cetera, et cetera. And then there are lies. Lies are opinions. Every human being system makes up their own set of opinions, buries them in their subconscious mind, okay, and those lies become their truth. I should say their false truth. And everybody is prone to have to be one way or another, or they can be drawn in to be one way or another. So what these uh, social media moguls have done is that here's, here's exactly what they've done. If I'm if I lean, let's say that we generally think of it as a liberal and conservative. I'm not liberal or conservative myself, but uh, I've been both. I have to admit, during our, during my 73 years, I have been both. Okay, and even, now I'm neither. But let's just suppose I lean liberal, then they will put information in front of me. I'm talking about on the internet or on TV or anywhere or, or maybe in a letter, uh, email, whatever. They'll put information in front of me that kind of corresponds with the way I lean then if I was conservative then they would put information in front of that conservative the same way well to make a long story short what they have done is built two audiences they you know the internet is basically free right i mean you go on there you can find you find out about any information pretty much you want if you want to learn how to do something go on youtube type it in learn how to you know fix your washing machine uh, buy a car whatever you want to do it's free. Well, why would somebody put those search engines together and build those platforms for free? Because it's free to you to get information, but now you have been used as a pawn. Because once they make an audience, once once they segregate you, a house divided against itself cannot stand, well, once once they have divided the house against its stance, and right now we've seen it in the politics, okay, you you know, if you, if you tend to lean conservative, they just keep feeding you that propaganda if you tend to lean liberal they keep feeding you that propaganda and and the truth which is in the middle somewhere they don't even get a chance there's no forum for it anymore Uh, or you know think more react less is the backbone of our program think more react less when we react we're no different than a lower form of animal that can't think when we think we're expressing our human right to understand facts truth make decisions based on facts and truth in our best interest when that is shut off or that capacity is shut off then we react and what we have, what they have done has got us to react so that we created a house against the stuff cannot stand and it it didn't stop there i mean americans when i i was young guy young kid in the 50s i was a adolescent you know teenager in the 60s i, I graduated in 65 started to drive in 63 Americans trusted. They trusted their country. They loved their country. They trusted it. They uh, uh, tr- trusted their democracy. They basically trusted big business to, to, a, to a large degree. Uh, they trusted their, their religious affiliations. They trusted their schools, their education. And people were basically trustworthy. Or They found their world to be trustworthy, and they, they did trust. Now, if you look today and you ask somebody, what do you trust? Do you trust your government? Do you trust big business? Do you trust your educational system? Do you trust the, your religious community? You know, and you're gonna get a very different answer. So people have lost trust and lost faith in, in just about everything. So like Abraham Lincoln said, they were successful in getting the, the house divided. And uh, But uh, honest they Abe said, you know, you can't fool all the people all the time and we're we are we're not starting to wake up. It's going to be an exciting time because we've all been gaslighted one way or another by them tapping into the opinions that we already had and fostering those and blowing them up and blowing them up and making it look real. So that the realities that we're living, we're only seeing one side of a situation. We're not seeing the other side. And we've gotten to the point where we don't want to see the other side. We know it, you know, we know it as a fact, which is silly. As a lie but we're not looking at the truth in the middle we're looking at this at the side that we were prone or initially started from and that's really what the social dilemma thing was trying to say so okay they build the audience they build the audience and they get me against you now what do you do what do they do with that audience It's still worthless to them at that point now it becomes more valuable than anything you could imagine because now they can sell that audience to an advertiser, they can sell it to an advertiser who will pay great money to get in front of that audience. And when you think of the internet, you know, internet advertising, and I do it myself for my other businesses, it's very inexpensive. But think of the millions and millions of people that use the internet and the millions and millions of pressions that you can put in front of them, and especially if they're already prone that way. You put something in front of them, they're like, it's like giving candy to a baby. They already want it. And, uh, and they're doing that on both sides. That is your dilemma in, with uh, social media. And uh, what's the answer? The answer is very simple, okay? Think more, react less. Once you watch it and see that we've all been gaslighted, brainwashed, whatever you want to call it, you know, people who have a different view of us are not evil. We don't see people as having divergent views now. We see it as evil. People with divergent views could have a conversation and come to see it in the middle. I negotiated labor contracts when I was a teacher. I negotiated four of them. I remember they were, they were an exercise in futility. You know, the, the, the uh, management, which was the school board, would make some kind of a strange, stupid statement, you know, and they would hold on to it. And then I would make I I don't never made strange stupid statements I used to just put the truth out there. So we were right in the middle of negotiations one time, and I and I made a point about the teachers and their salaries and what we were doing, and there was this one one school board member he's deceased now his name was Warren Hutchison, and he was an, he was an independent thinking man, and after I made this point about. 15 minutes later, he said, you know, he looked at me, he said, you were right, I see what you mean now. Okay, I see what you mean now. Obviously, he took the wind out of the out of the board members' sails and he probably wanted to shoot him after, you know, after we broke up and went into our own caucuses. But he was able to see that. See, that's what we can't do today. That's what we won't do today. We've been taught to hold our ground. If you've ever been anywhere near a legal battle or any, any kind of a situation, like you've ever been sued, uh, or, or you're, or, you know, you the one doing the, the suing. The, whether you're the, the plaintiff or the defendant, that's what you do. That's what lawyers do. Lawyers love to create conflict. They love to create conflict. If you ask your lawyer, he says, "I'll write a pro- I'll write a contract for you that is." My lawyer says, "I'll put belt and suspenders on it, and it'll be 100 uh, uh, percent uh, defensible." There's no contract that's 100 percent defensible. Why? Because people, even the legal they base their decisions on opinion, not on fact. We have Supreme Court. Do they base their decisions on, on facts or opinion? They base their decisions on opinion, okay? I, I will never forget it. I don't know which Chief Justice said it. Probably about 20 years ago, he said, yeah, the most important thing you need to know about the Supreme Court is to, do you have a five-vote majority on Friday? Well, that's not based on, on the law. That's based on opinion, in 1898, there was a, a Supreme Court case called uh, Plessy versus Ferguson. What it says was education can be separate but equal. Separate but equal—that's what it says. So, in other words, segregation was fine. You were allowed to have segregated schools, but they were supposed to be equal. But they got the they got the separation part right, but they didn't get the equal part right, and they they just let the uh, the the, the black community, I mean, their schools were silly, I'll give it a joke. Then in 1954, Brown versus the PICA Board Education, they reversed that decision. They said, no, separate but equal, you, can be, you can't even be separate anymore. You've got to be together and you've got to do, do away with that. That was President Eisenhower that sent the, the army to Little Rock, Arkansas to, to to take care of that situation, separate but equal. Okay, Brown versus Lupeca Board Education. So what does that tell you? That tells you that running your life and your world on opinions is not new. It's always been there, but now it's on steroids. Why is it on steroids? Because of the information explosion and because we're all addicted, I use the word addicted to our information that kind of appeals to to our opinions. Um, I saw NBC did a... uh, a little documentary piece, very very brief. I saw it on on NBC on my newsfeed, and uh, this woman went in and uh, QAnon is a uh, is a, a group of people who who support conspiracy theories, conspiracy theories without facts or foundation. Their 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 ideas they have that they want to pass off as fact. So they they interviewed a, right here in Pittsburgh where I live. They interviewed a woman and a man. The woman was a single mother with two young kids. She was laid off because she was a waitress, and the young man lost his job with the COVID. And uh, he was thirty years old. He, he hasn't done anything since about March. So the woman, the way they uh, got her hooked into their to their ideas was, they said that there is a a, a ring of of pedophiles, okay, who uh, capture, kidnap children, and 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 use them, put them in sex trade. In other words. Uh, Abuse them for, for sex trade and the lady said, are you, are you thinking they're just Democrats? She said, no, they're not just Democrats. They're Democrats. They're Republicans. They're judges. They're they're everybody, okay? And she was crying. You could see the tears in her eyes as she was telling them. This woman clearly believed that there's a ring of pedophiles that do this. Now, there are, but she didn't, you know, she has a tie to major groups like Democrat and Republican and judges and things like that. And you could see her crying and, you know, could you understand why she was crying? She has two little kids. The horror, the thought of their, someone taking her two, two little children, one of her children, and doing that to her is so horrible to her. That's how she got sucked into that particular one. Now there was a 30-year-old male, which, he, he this blew my mind. He said he got started on this when he got laid off because he didn't have anything else to do. And he said, now he spends 13 hours a day on social media sites that they talk about QAnon and all the different conspiracy theories. 13 hours a day because he's unemployed. That's an example of how this stuff starts. And this is not in LA where they think people are crazy or New York or San Francisco. This is in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is a very, very basically kind of middle of the road, leaning conservative, uh, Midwestern place. Uh, so. It's touched everybody, and that's, that's an example. So what's the answer? The answer is real simple. I urge everybody to go and watch Social Dilemma on Netflix. You know, you gotta get it, you gotta watch it, and you're gonna be shocked. You're gonna be shocked, and, you're, and you'll see yourself in it if you, can, if you can admit it, and then what's the answer? The answer is, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, when I have this extreme point of view, could it possibly be correct? Maybe some of it's correct. But where's the truth? See, the truth is always in the middle of two extremes. It's always in the middle of two extremes because the truth is factual and it can be proven. Opinions are lies and can't be proven. It's that simple. And our whole world today is being run on opinion. Almost, facts almost never get an opportunity to express. That's why things seem so crazy. That's why people are so nervous and upset and stressed and depressed and uh, suicide rates have gone up. domestic violence has gone up, and you, you name it. Why? Because people are they're nervous. They, can, they sense it isn't right. Well, the, the freedom that you're going to get from the way you're going to get this and get your freedom back is think more, react less. Now, we, we will be giving that entire program away for free probably within less than two months. We created a 501c educational initiative, think more, react less educational initiative. They're uh, finishing up the website right now. The program is already there, but we have to have the delivery system, which would be the, the website. The, the freedom is going to come for you to realize what makes you what allows you to think and what prevents you from thinking. We have something called a Bico, which is a chart, we're getting a patent on it. It's that new. You know, our understanding of human behavior today is as primitive as was the practice of medicine before we knew there were germs, and, and almost no one knows that. And it, I can prove it, all right? When our B code will show you exactly what makes you do, do what you do, show you so you can tell when you're thinking and not thinking, and when you're not thinking, stop and get yourself centered so you can think. And we have a breakout process that gives you permanent improvement so that you can continue to grow in your ability to think and, and shrink in your ability to just react and lose and, and sabotage yourself every time. So that'll be coming soon. In the meantime, just ask yourself. You know, when it seems extreme, the more extreme it seems, uh, you can you can just well sure it's an opinion, it's not a fact. Facts are not extreme. Facts are just facts. They're just simply there, and that that's the answer out of this. So I don't know, Burke. Is that what you wanted to hear or not? Not quite what you had in mind, right? I think that was was
0: pretty good. Uh, That was you know certainly a a broad explanation of the issues and I think that'll be good for today but I think next time we should dive deeper into some of the some of the specifics on you know what social media is doing to us and to kids and to families and you know the nation as a whole and that was a great explanation of the broad the broad issues that we're faced with but next time let's dive into some of the more detailed stuff well thank you for listening today Uh, We will be back next week with yet another episode. And if you'd like to learn more, you can check out our website at PlatinumEdgeSalesTraining.com. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.